Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. enjoying this series, uh, EHS, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Hope you're growing through it as much as I am. Um, I, God is just speaking and moving and, and correcting things in my life, and I just feel so um, uh, challenged. There's times where I actually probably even feel a little bit beat up, but it's just God pushing me through these walls that are on the other side we realize are just going to be better for us, and we're going to be stronger and healthier on the other side. This week, we're going to look at Discover the Rhythms of Daily Office and the Sabbath. We talked about the Sabbath back in the fall, and so I'm just loving the fact that we're just going to touch on it again, especially as even I just talked and realizing a little bit of a connection here, as I talked this morning about, God, let us get this right as we come back into your house. And if we want to be a light for him every part of our day, every moment of our day, then we need to be spending time with him. We need to be spending time daily with the Lord. And I know many of us know this. The question, the difference is, do we know it and apply it to our lives? This is going to be the challenge this morning and as we move forward in our walk with God. Webster's Dictionary actually defines Sabbath as this. The seventh day of the week observed from Friday evening to Saturday evening as the day of rest and worship by Jews and some Christians. Or Sunday observed among Christians as the day of rest and worship. And the second thing they could define it as is a time of rest. Many of us, we classify the Sabbath as when we go to church. Um, the day we just go to church and the day we worship together. But do we practice a whole day? Or do we actually just set aside a couple hours to come to church and spend time with him? Or do we actually realize it's supposed to be a day of rest. Now, if you're like me, I find it really challenging to have a day of rest. And this is where I really believe that the Jews do it in such a great way. They go from one evening to another evening because I really find it hard sometimes to go from a morning to the time, like when I wake up to the time I go to bed. But when they go from an evening to an evening, I would challenge you. If you're having a hard time practicing Sabbath, switch it up. Try from like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at one night to 6 or 7 the next night. And I know you're like, well, Chad, that's the same. It might be different for you by running it that way instead of, it, instead of going from the time you get up to the time you go to bed. It might work differently. I know for me, it's actually changed the whole feel for it. Because I don't know if you realize this, but Sundays are not my Sabbath. Sundays are probably one of the busiest days of the week. I know a lot of you think it's the only day that I work. I might as well just say it, because there's somebody in the room that's cracking that joke to somebody else. There's somebody at home doing it. So I will just say it, so it just, you know, it feels better when I insult myself, right? All you have to do is come hang out with us for a little bit, and you'll realize that we don't just work on Sundays. You only just see us on Sundays. But it's one of those things where we have to realize, you need to have a Sabbath in your life. And I am the, I wouldn't say I'm the worst one, but this, I am the one who in the last year or so have really realized God has really called me to this. Um, because I just, there's times where I'll, I'll just keep working. And I realize the importance of resting with the Lord. 
The Old Testament actually refers to God's uh, day of rest, most famously in Genesis, but the Sabbath referring to an entire year of rest, which is in Leviticus. If we read uh, Leviticus 25, 3 to 5, it says this, Six years thou shalt sow thy field, and six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard, and gather in, thy, in the fruit therefore. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow nor their field, nor prune their vineyard. That which groweth for its own accord of thy harvest, thou shalt not reap, neither gather the grapes of thy vineyard undressed. For it is a year of rest unto the Lord. Now, I think most of you, when you hear this, you immediately go, a year off? Am I getting paid for this? I'm in. But the understanding isn't that it's a year off. The understanding is it's a year to reflect and spend with the Lord. It's not a year to get all those um, jobs you said, hey, when I have time, I'll get to it which all of us lost that excuse the last year. That list of like, don't worry, sweetie, when I have time, I'll get to it. All of a sudden, it's like, I have time now. But this is a year of rest. You don't do anything. When was the last time? Now, I believe when we hear a year, some of us think this is great. But how many of us actually, um, even just if we go on holidays... When we go on holidays, how many of us actually step up our game spending time with God, or do we actually take a holiday from God? See, it begins to be a little more challenging when we begin to see it in different ways. When we take holidays, do we go deeper in with the Lord, or do we take holidays, and that means holidays from church, that means holidays from devotions, that means holidays from, you know, Jesus. When we go on holidays... We actually try to find different churches to go to. Coming here would be a little weird for us on holidays. But we go to other churches because we want to be in the presence of the Lord. When you go on holidays, do you go on holidays or do you still connect with Jesus? Do you still connect with him? Why would they stop everything every seven years? Every seven years, they just stop. They just begin to reflect the importance of it, the importance of a year, the importance of a day for us. I realize that we probably should, I realize that we probably should look at and really examine what does a year break look like every seven years just to spend time with the Lord. I know what you're immediately like, well, Chad, we live in a society that doesn't work. Well, I'm letting you know our society doesn't work. What is Jesus calling to us? So instead of talking about taking a whole year off, why don't we talk about a day? Let's talk about a day this morning. Let's talk about a Sabbath day, and then we're also going to talk about time throughout every day. A Sabbath is actually a time for us to focus on God. It reminds us of how much we need him in our lives. I don't know about you, but every day I'm reminded how much I need Jesus. Because without him, I realize who I can be. Without spending time with him, I realize the thoughts that go through my head, the attitude that I can get if I'm tired, or how many people get hangry sometimes. 
few people. If you're not sure, ask your spouse. If you're not sure, ask your roommate. They will tell you if you get hangry. And without Jesus, without food, we need to spend time with him. It's also meant for us to pause and remember what he has done for us. And not just what he has done, but a time to reflect on the fact that he is actually coming back. So we rest, we appreciate who he is and what he's done for us. We also have this level of excitement, this level of expectation Because Jesus Christ is coming back for his church. The Sabbath is a time for us to think about his returning and our need for him. See, the Sabbath is introduced in Exodus 20, 8 to 11. It says, remember the Sabbath day. This is the Ten Commandments. By keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Neither you nor your son or daughter. Every kid and teenager in the room, write this down. Nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, nor any foreign residing in your towns, nor or for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Here's what I got convicted of as I did this. And some of you might go, well, of course, Chad, but how many of us do the same? Do you know on my Sabbath, that means I'm not supposed to cut my lawn? That means I'm not supposed to build anything? I'm not supposed to work. Now, I know some of you are like, well, I actually enjoy doing some of these things. And you know what? I'll wrestle through that with you. But we're not supposed to do anything. Well, then how does that work? Does that mean I have to work harder on the other six days? Yes. That's exactly what it means. And if you think that's too hard, if many of us in this room, many of us online, when we go away on holidays to take a week or two weeks holidays, how many of us have to work harder beforehand and after or We don't work hard beforehand, and when we get back, we realize we should, and we have to work harder afterwards. So we still work hard to get our holidays. We need to work harder during the week so we can have a Sabbath. This is what we're called to. Because, see, taking a weekly Sabbath helps realign us with God and his plan. It's not just about having a day off to sit around. It's about thinking of Jesus, talking about Jesus, meditating on his word, And this is why a lot of times when you read in the scriptures, they did a Sabbath, they did Shabbat together with other people because they talked about the goodness of God. They talked with anticipation of the coming Messiah. We need to do life together. See, when we realign ourselves with God, it actually stops us from working on our own path and getting back onto His. Because I don't know about you, I can easily start working on my own path. And I just need a realignment all the time to get back onto God's path. We need him for eternity. That's his path. We need him for our daily decisions. Our weekly Sabbath helps us to refresh ourselves, to get ready to come back into a world again that's not godly. We get strengthened up. 
And we get strengthened by worshiping together. We get strengthened by talking together. We get strengthened by having somebody give a word that's not one of us. We know that God speaks to us. By talking to each other and connecting to each other throughout the week and hearing what God is doing in each other's lives is actually what builds up our faith. I had a meeting on Friday with another pastor and we were just talking and we talked uh, about some stuff. But then we just started talking about life and he shared um, something that had happened in his, with his wife and just God's faithfulness in providing for a job for her and not just a job, but like a dream job. And as she talked, it stirred my faith, not that I'm looking for a job, but it stirred my faith in other areas of like, okay, God, this is what I'm asking for and I have a list and is my list too long? Is my, is my list too picky? And I felt like as as he was telling me this story, that it was God just saying to me, I care about the details. I care about the details. And we spend time in the Sabbath resting and talking to each other to stir up our faith and realign ourselves with Jesus. Because Psalms 37, 7 says this, Be still before the Lord. Now here's the part most of us don't like. Wait patiently. For him. Wait patiently for him, for his timing, for his direction, for his path, for his provision. Wait and be still before the Lord. Psalms 46.10 says this. He says, be still and know that I am God. How much do we need to understand how often in Scripture Jesus, God, tells us, to be still, to be patient, do not be afraid. We are still when we're not working on things. We're still when these things are turned off. We're still when we turn off other distractions and we rest in Him. Chad, we get it, be still. How many of us struggle with being still? I can sit still if I'm flipping through my devices, but can I sit still in just his presence? Are we okay with quietness? Can we set aside weekly time with him? Taking a weekly Sabbath helps us to realign with him. And not only should we do that weekly, but we need to do it daily. Can we set aside time daily? Now, many of us, if you're like most of us and you spend time with the Lord in the morning, if we only spend time with the Lord in the morning, how many people know by lunchtime you could probably just use a refresher because we work with human beings? Right? Or how many of us know that when we get home and it's supper time and we're sitting down at the dinner table and you're, you're with a roommate or you're with your spouse and all of a sudden you sit down at the table. Before you sit down at the table, you're talking to your spouse and you start wondering, when was the last time this person spent time with Jesus? And it's just because they had a tough day. How many of us need that refresher? Just that moment, another time with God, just to realign ourselves. See, it's interesting when you read through the Gospels and you begin to understand their schedule. 
when you begin to understand their schedule. Acts 3, 1 says this, one day Peter and John were going to up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. We read this and we keep reading, we skim right through this verse because to us it's just background. It's background information. But you need to pay attention because it says they were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. It was scheduled. This is what they all did. And they say it's about three in the afternoon. A time of prayer. There was a rhythm in their lives of prayer. They had scheduled times of prayer throughout the day. And it was more than once. And it wasn't just over food. They spent time praying. They scheduled it. Do you remember the story of Daniel in the lion's den? Daniel has all this favor from the king and the other people are jealous. And so they get the king to make this ruling that nobody can worship any other god. They have to worship actually the king. But Daniel being so faithful, he goes home into his room and he opens a window and he kneels down to pray. And they catch him praying. And how do they catch him praying? He did it every day at certain times. So they just knew it. Does your family know where to find you at certain times? Do they know at 6 o'clock in the morning, mom or dad or my roommate or my grandparents or whoever it is, they are spending time with Jesus? You know, don't even call them. At, you know what? Don't even call them until this time because you shouldn't probably call somebody at 6.30 in the morning anyway. Just realizing that. You can call Pastor Charles. He's up at like 5 doing this stuff, 4. So by the time it's 6.30, he's way ahead of us. But do they know where to find you? Can they say, if somebody knocked at your door and they said, hey, where's your parents? Do they know without even thinking? Oh, what time is it? Oh, they're with Jesus right now. Now, I know many of us immediately like, Chad, that doesn't sound like a really authentic relationship that you just schedule it and your phone goes off and it tells you you should go do something with Jesus. If you're in a married relationship, you might want to ask your spouse if they think you should schedule a date night. Because scheduling a date night is better than not having a date night. Scheduling time with Jesus is better than not having time with Jesus. And I don't know about you, but when I schedule something in my calendar, I usually don't miss it. I say usually because there's probably somebody in the room that I miss in a meeting with. But do you schedule time with Jesus? Yes, to a point where an alarm goes off that says, hey, spend some time with Jesus. Daniel, they knew where to find him because this was his rhythm. We need rhythm to keep us healthy with God. We need to plan it and schedule it and set our reminders. We need to think about different ways to do life with Jesus. Because here's the thing. If we don't have a plan, then we are definitely planning to fail. If you don't have a plan with God, you're going to fail. They met, the early church met daily. There was no one times throughout the day that they would spend. So here's a challenge. What if, and you could extend these times, I would challenge you not to shorten them. What if you met with God for 30 minutes in the morning? How would your day look different? 
Because I know as I'm talking to a room of believers and a bunch of Christians watching online and maybe other people, statistics tell us that about 80% of Christians don't spend time with Jesus outside of Sunday morning church. So some of you in the room just went, oh, phew, I'm okay. Some of you might be shocked by that. But I'm challenging you today that if you want to have a rhythm with God in your life, if you want to change the way you act and deal with pressure and interact with people on a regular daily basis, I challenge you to spend 30 minutes with him every morning. Again, I'm challenging you not to shrink these times. If you're sitting here and you're like, well, Chad, I already do 45 minutes in the morning. Keep rolling. But I'm challenging you to do 30 minutes in the morning. And then what if you did 10 minutes at lunch? We'll chat them at work at lunch. We're going to talk in a few minutes what it could look like so that you're not, you're not having to do what we just did. You're not having to kneel in front of people, although that probably wouldn't be a big deal for some of them. But just what about 10 minutes at lunch and then what about 10 minutes before you go to bed? For some of you, you might need to do what I do. There's many days where I drive home and I'll park in our, par- in our driveway. Uh, we don't have a parking lot. I'll park in the driveway and I'll sit there for about five to 10 minutes. And if Melissa sees me just sitting in the car, she's actually thankful because she knows I'm just decompressing and I'm spending time with Jesus. So that I can walk into my home fresh with Jesus so that my family interacts with me and I interact in a good way. Because when I'm filled with Jesus, I'm a nicer person. And you might go, well, that's good. So are you. We're all better people when we're filled with Jesus. Because see, here's the reason I think we should spend time with Jesus throughout the day. Acts 4.13 says this, Then they saw the courage of Peter and John. This is when Peter and John, they healed a person. Now they're getting in trouble for it, and they're kind of getting questioned and really nailed. And all of a sudden, this is what they said. Then they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. Unschooled, uneducated, not really smart. Ordinary men. Any ordinary men and women in the room. Okay, just a couple of us. There's some really extraordinary people in this room. Any ordinary people in this room. Okay, I thought there was a few more of us. Good, good. This is us. I read this scripture verse. If you go into my office, this scripture verse is actually on my wall right beside my door. So when I'm sitting at my desk, I see it the whole time. Because this is my prayer for my life. I'm okay with being unschooled and ordinary. I have gone to school, just to clarify. But they were astonished, and they noted that these men had been with Jesus. And that's the prayer for my life. I've had this up in my office for about two years now. Because I don't need to be the smartest person in the room. And I don't need to be the most popular. I don't need to be anyone. But my prayer is that people will notice that I've been with Jesus. I I don't have to be anybody. The prayer from my life is when I die and somebody stands up at my funeral, that at least somebody says, if not everybody. I didn't really know him. I wasn't the smartest guy. I wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. 
But man, he has been with Jesus. Perfect. Put me in the ground. I just want to know that I spent time with Jesus. And because of that, people see it. And that's all I care about. And this is what we should care about when we're outside of this building, when we're in this building. That when we interact with our coworkers, when we interact with authorities, when we interact with our cashiers, when we interact with uh, waiters and waitresses, that they just go, something different about that people, those people. And it's not that we're weird. It's a good weird. There's something different. What's, hey, do you know those people? What's different about them? Oh, they go to that Bethel place. All the people seem that way. I think it has something to do with Jesus. If I'm with Jesus, the people will notice a change in my life. My character will be better. I will begin to show the fruit of the Spirit. I will begin to show love and joy and peace and patience, kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These will be seen in my life because the Scriptures tell me that as long as I'm connected to God, the fruit of the Spirit will be there. My responsibility is to stay connected. In the fall, we talked about the importance of the Sabbath, and, and we talked about a weekly Sabbath. But I'm challenging you today to have a daily Sabbath with God. Each day, taking time to spend with Him, and multiple times throughout the day. We see it as we just talked about with the disciples. We see it with Daniel. that They dedicated, they disciplined themselves to spend time with God. What should it look like if we're spending time with the Lord in the morning? If you're spending time with the Father in the morning, that 30 minutes, I would suggest and encourage you to read Scripture. Take some of it. Pick one Scripture out of the week and memorize it. Work on memorizing one Scripture just to get it into you so you have it throughout the day. And if you realize, well, I'm not really good at memorizing stuff, you will memorize songs without even knowing it. You will remember statistics. You will remember quotes from movies. We just have to concentrate on what we're doing. And if you spend time with God three times in the day, you're going to memorize this scripture verse throughout the day. You'll be surprised at the end of a year, you'll memorize 52 verses because you do one a week. And I'm willing to bet that's 52 more than last year. For some of us. For some of us, maybe it's 50 more. But if we dedicate ourselves and we really do this, so you're going to read scripture, you memorize, and then you're going to listen to what the Lord is saying to you. What's he speaking to you through the word? And then you need to obey. Commit now. Even before you start. Okay, God, if you ask me to do something, I'm going to do it. If you tell me in, through the scriptures that I should do something, you're going to, I'm going to follow through. And then we need to repent of anything the Holy Spirit convicts us of. And then pray. Ask God to watch over you. Ask Him for your day. Petition Him for things. And then later in the fall, we talked about something that we called an exercise we call STAR. And this is what you should do in those other 10 minutes throughout the day. Just as a starting point. And so I don't know if you remember what STAR stands for, but STAR is very simple. The first one is S. It just means stop. Stop. 
Stop what you're doing. Stop trying to solve an issue. Stop trying to problem solve. You're literally just stopping. And then T stands for take a breath. How many of us throughout the day need to just take a breath? If you're like me, when I start this exercise, it takes me quite a few breaths. Just to slow down and to relax. And once you've slowed down and relaxed, if you're having a hard time relaxing, actually A really begins to help. And it's called appreciate. Begin to appreciate what God has done. Begin to thank Him. Because no matter what is happening in your life, no matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it could be, there are still things that you're thankful for. And when you begin to just show appreciation, it will shift your mindset, it will shift your heart, and you just be appreciated. And then R is respond. You ask God, what does he need you to do? You ask him a question. If, if you're working through something, now is the point where you just go, God, can you help me with this? God, what am I supposed to do here? I've come so much to appreciate this quick exercise. I've learned to use it so many times throughout my day. I want to encourage you just to try it at lunchtime. Maybe try it before you leave the parking lot at work to go home. And just take a few minutes. You just sit back and you relax. Not trying to think, not trying to solve issues. and Just take some deep breaths. And then I begin to thank the Lord. I do this before some meetings and stuff like that. I'll just sit back in my chair and relax and just begin to thank the Lord for everything. Then I'll ask for direction and Him to tell me what I need to do. How do I know if He needs me to do anything? Well, that's the great thing of we work through the morning when we read scripture. We have scripture in our hearts and scripture in our lives that his, what he asks us to do will always line up with his word. And he'll direct us. And that's why it's so important for you to read. God will speak to you and you will know it because it lines up with his word. You need to know his word. You need to memorize it so you know when he's speaking to you. To help with taking a daily Sabbath, we have shared so many different little things with you throughout this year. And so, again, we'll probably send it out in an email, but I'm going to post it to social media. I'll post it to our Facebook page right after this service. And by right after, it'll be later this afternoon. Give me a chance to have some lunch. But I'll post on there. We're going to post again the Scripture, the Bible memorization app that we use to help us memorize Scripture. And we're going to post on there the pause app that helps us just to slow down. And then we shared another one called Dwell, and it just reads scripture, and it's just nice music to help you relax. But I want to encourage you to begin to exercise this on a daily basis. These are just tools. These apps are just tools to help you. If you have some that help, share them. Because every one of us wants to grow in our walk with the Lord. It refreshes us the more we spend time with the Lord. And you can use some of these any time throughout the day. They're just uh, tools to help us grow in our walk with the Lord. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to actually take a moment right now. I'm going to give every one of you an opportunity to practice STAR. If you're listening online, uh, we're going to give you two minutes as well. And here's all we're going to do in the room. You're going to have two minutes. There'll be a countdown on the clock on the screen, and you'll have a countdown online. And you're going to take... Two minutes, and you're going to take time to just to stop. 
Don't think about lunch. Don't think about anything. Just stop. Take some deep breaths. And then begin to thank the Lord for anything and everything in your life. And then if you're needing his guidance this morning, once you've thanked him, once you've relaxed, then just ask him for direction. And he will speak to you this morning. And so let's start. Let's take two minutes and let's practice star together. So how many of us in the room, how many of you just even by doing that feel just a little refreshed? Anybody just kind of like, oh, that felt good. Sometimes it's just that, refreshing ourselves to be able to take the next step in our day, to go out through our day. And so I'm asking many of you to try this again later today and try implementing it into your life. I would suggest to you Programming in your phone three stars throughout the day. Program it in so it'll just come up and just has to say star. The nice thing with this is as you and like your family begins to do this together, if you need to make a big decision or if everybody seems tense, you can actually just say to everybody, hey, you know what? Why don't we take just three minutes and just do star for a minute? And there is something just about sitting and resting. And as believers, the moment that we rest... The moment that we take some breaths, we should immediately begin to think about God. And there's just something about his presence that just helps us just to kind of realize, just to chill and realign ourselves with him. And so spend time with God in the morning. Read scriptures. Memorize scriptures. Listen to what he's saying to you. Obey what he tells you. Repent and pray. And then do star three times throughout the day. 
Practice these things and see what your life is like in the next three months. Yeah, I'm not asking you to do this for a week. I'm asking you to do it for three months. Program it in. And when it says, just click repeat. And when it says end repeat, just say never. And let it go forever. And let it remind you every day. And I honestly want you to try this. And tell me the difference in your life three months from now. And how you experience daily time with the Lord. A Sabbath time with God. And connecting with him, not just weekly, but daily. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this time together. I thank you, Lord, that you were able to speak to us, that you were able to uh, minister to us. And that, Father, through this time together, when we spend time with you, that, Lord, you will encourage us, you will lift us up, you will challenge us. But, Father, you will begin to shape our lives. The things that we have been praying for, the fruit of the Spirit that we want to see in our lives, begins just to grow because the time we spend with you, we realign our lives to walk in a path with you in Jesus' name. And so, Father, help us to put you first. Help us to put your schedule in our schedule and put it first in our schedule, Lord. Help us to draw closer to you. And as we do, Father... We know that you're going to stay faithful to your promise that you will draw closer to us. Because, Lord, I believe it is all of our deep desire to be a light for you. And so help us to shine for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you're online and you need encouragement or somebody to pray with you, there's actually online, you can go to our webpage and right there there's a Zoom prayer. And we have uh, staff and prayer people waiting to pray with you. And so we just want to say God bless you and thanks for joining us and we will see you next week at 9 or 11. And so we'll see you next week. God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 